Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, brother. You still there? Yep. All right. Hey, thanks for doing this for me. I, I know we've we've texted uh, back and forth about. It. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do it. Uh, no we're gonna roll it. All okay. right, we're gonna roll it in uh, three, two, one. And here we go. It's time to bring in our special guest right now for this episode of the Sooner Nation podcast. Former Oklahoma fullback, all conference player, Chicago Bear, JD Reynolds. JD, how you doing, man? Glad to have you on with us tonight. I'm doing well, man. I wish they had all-American positions, but uh, I'll take all, all Big 12. It's fine. Well, you know, I, yes, I agree. I mean, I, I, you you were, um, in all practical purposes, every bit deserving of everything, every accolade that came your way, and then some accolades that should have come your way. Um, you're one of the – I mean, because – well, we weren't even going to get into this, but let's go down that road for just a second. Talk about your career, because you what, you won three state championships in high school? Yeah, yeah. So you go from that to playing for two national championships at OU. Um, I think one of the best, really, I don't want to get back at that 2005 season and overcoming adversity, but, I mean, how how becoming that fan favorite? I mean, because, I, I mean, I don't think you shy away from that. It's not like you didn't work hard and earn everything that came your way, but how did you take that as, as the fan base began to, began to grow more and more in your favor? Talk about just how special that was for you and even – like I said, when you finished your career and, and this is poor, you continually got from the Oklahoma fan base. Well, it, it was a, it was a wild ride going three BCS games. And then, uh, you know, having the subpar season, if you will, uh, for the, for our standards and, uh, and then finishing, finishing with the holiday bowl victory. Um, like I said, it, it was just a wild ride. It really was, you know, uh, for me personally, I just I think back to my freshman year and you know how we really almost were about to go without a fullback and uh, just so thankful, man, for Chuck Long and Jonathan Hayes and uh, Kevin Wilson and those guys for just giving me an opportunity to go in there and um, that evolved. Uh, it, it evolved a lot more. You know, the next year we set the national scoring record and I was out there probably eighty ninety percent of the time. Um, so, and you look at now, you know, we, we've got two fullbacks in the NFL with Rip and uh, with Trey, and Dimitri, I think, is on his way. And um, it's a beautiful situation, man. Like I said, if, if people really saw what, you know, it was about to vanish <laughs> uh, compared to, like I said, what it is now, it's, it's just, it's a great feeling. Well, there's no bigger advocate for the fullback position than, than you, my friend. Uh, talk about Dimitri Flowers. What do, you, what do you see his role in this new offense? But when you talk about the air raid, you're probably, you know, it's 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 quick handoffs and it's quick passes a lot of the time. Um, so I think that favors well for him. Uh, I always tell Dimitri, I, I don't mind making this public, I always have to t- remind him that offenses, uh, points, you know, if you, if you look at percentages, um, 
you're, you're, it's easier to score out of the sprint. You know, there, there's that mentality, and, and the numbers will show it. Um, but he can always block his way onto the field. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I tell him, and no matter what offense you're in, if you're out there laying people out and, you know, clearing the way for those running backs, you'll you'll find a way to play. So I, I think he'll get the ball. And, uh, my like I said, my thing is I just harp to him just to, to, to always block his way on the field. You, you think it's fair to compare his skill set to Trey Miller? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think they play. They they look a lot alike in pads. Uh, Trey's a little bit bigger, I think. Uh, but you know, they. I, I think Dimitri's a little bit better as far as a receiver. And mm-hmm. we we haven't. You know, Trey was a good receiver. I think Dimitri has a chance to be a, a possibly great receiver. Um, you know, and then the, that's the other thing is when when you start becoming fullback and becoming a well-rounded player, you start realizing everything that you have the possibility to do. I mean, right. you have the possibility to get handoffs, to block people, to, to catch, to be on special teams. I mean, you have a, a very wide range of things that you can do to affect the football game. Right. Well, let's talk us through, as a former player, talk us through this week what the team is doing right now. They wrapped up camp on Friday. Classes started on Monday. Game week really starts next week. What are practices about or what, what's the team meetings about? What are they doing right now? Right now, this week is like next week. And so Bob wants everybody to get in the mode of a game week. You know, up until, uh, you know, in camp and everything, it's a camp life. And it's, you know, you, you, you practice for a week, you're six days straight, you get a day off. You know, you practice uh, six days straight, you get a day off. Uh, so with, with now it's, you know, they're prepping like it's a game this Saturday. Obviously there's not a game this Saturday, but that – and I know it's a bottom that just makes the game week a lot easier when everybody has already been through a week of game prep. Hey guys, this, you know, especially your freshmen, uh, this is what it's like. This is what we'll do at this time. You know, next week at this time, we'll be here. Uh, you know, this will be here. This will be there. So, um, you know, your equipment, little small stuff, you know, the staying in the team hotel, uh, just kind of talking them through it, of, you know, and then again, the meetings, the meetings are like game week. You know, this is what we'll install this day. This is what we'll put in this day. Um, you know, game, you know, situations on the field, goal line, short yardage. Um, so it's it's a game preparation week, just a week before the game. You were part of quarterback competitions uh, in your career. You were on a team that that did that, but those those were replacing quarterbacks who had used up their eligibility. First time in a long time, Oklahoma is replacing a quarterback who was last year's starter. What does that do for the team? Do they do they rally around Baker Mayfield? Is there still some sympathy towards Trevor Knight? How does that that competition in itself and then the the resolution of it? How does that affect the team? Well, absolutely, they rally around Baker, and I think that's why he's won the job. Uh, you know, because that to win that job, it takes it takes respect, and it's not just about you know. The, the the phrase the phrase rally around you really think of well he's just got to be the nice guy and dance well and do that whole deal no he's got to be able to complete passes he's got to be able to have those guys respect to move the offense down the field that they trusted him in every situation throughout two a days um, in spring games things like that and he he's worked for it um, for Trevor <clears throat> you know there's a brotherhood there you know right. nobody's logging Trevor nobody's you know, everybody's got his back over there. There's not a – because, you know, you got to realize there's a lot of quarterbacks that go down throughout. The, Trevor got hurt last year, the year before. I mean, you know, it, it's it's happened before. Um, so you have to have a plan B as well. 
so there's again, there's no frowning on him, and uh, he's getting ready to to you know he'll be his backup and going through all those plays in game week like he's the starter. So it's there's there's not a <laughs> there, there's no delay to feel sorry for yourself if you know what I mean. Right, right. Listen to Center Nation, the online podcast of Crimson and Cream Machine dot com. Our special guest right now, former Oklahoma fullback J.D. Reynolds. J.D., you know, you're talking about Trevor Knight and, and so forth. I think the fact that they went ahead, the team, voted him as a team captain, just proves what you were just saying. I mean, this guy has a lot of respect from his teammates, but I think the the confidence-wise and so forth to, to conduct this offense clearly went to Baker. Absolutely. Well, there's no what, doubt about that. Yeah, and, and, and what I was going to ask you is, uh, in correlation with that, you know, you've got a team that's that's got to rally around their guy, but don't you think it's also equally important? I talked to Chris Plank about this last week. I mean, for the, not just from the quarterback's perspective. Now, Baker Mayfield is the starter, so he can't look over his shoulder. This thing has to be done. I mean, not just from a quarterback perspective, but from a team's perspective as well. It's, I mean, it's got to be over. Baker's number one. Trevor's number two, and unless something changes with an injury or something, that's the way it's going to be regardless of the situation. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think what's, uh, what's kind of taken for granted in college that's not in the NFL, you know, one step that I realized in the NFL is that your next quarterback has to be on point, ready, a professional, have the same cadence as, you know, the, the first guy. There's all these nonverbals and, and, and traits that they have to have. Well, in college, I mean, you're still dealing with, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, and they're still thinking a lot. There's you have to give your quarterback some time to adjust. And so my point to that is the two-quarterback system, what Ohio State did, quite frankly, was rare. I mean, right. you can't – there's rare years. It takes a lot of time. And, again, you know, they're talking about young guys. You know, Cardell, I believe, was a redshirt freshman or something like that. Or Anyway, um, it's, it's tough. It's very <clears> – <throat> excuse me. It's, it's very, very tough to have guys ready and playing at that level with an offense that has gelled – like I said, through two-a-days, through weeks like last week, through weeks for them, you know, at Michigan, losing their second-string quarterback. Um, it's tough. It's not an easy situation to be in. And so right. kudos to those guys for making those plays. But you, to me, especially in an offense where you're throwing the ball a lot, little things like gripping the ball and having early throws, whether they were bad or, or good, those mean something, you know, getting your offense in a rhythm, it means something. Throwing an early touchdown or throwing an early pick, those those things mean something to a quarterback, and they, they, they play a little bit different. And, that, and that's where I go to switching them out, um, last point on it, but switching them out, I think, schematically is only good for your offense if you have the Chris Lee, Tim situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's a thrower and a runner, or the Belldozer situation. So, you know, I, I thought that was schematically when you get down to the goal line option works and you know that that that's what that is so I, I i if you have a big bruiser type of guy i say do it but if not then i just say you got to stick with what you got and figure out a goal line situation 2014 was kind of a year of adversity for this team you guys went through similar situation with adversity in 2005 but it was for different situations you quarterback switch right at the beginning of the season you're able to rebound and, and beat oregon in the holiday bowl are there any comparisons that you can draw, though, for that 2005 season to kind of how this team struggled last year? Yeah, a few. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that team learned – that team learned in my senior year in 05, we learned how to lose. Mm-hmm. And when you learn how to lose, you have to rebuild learning how to win. 
and we figured out that we can't go out and just play anybody just average, you know. Right, even right. If, even if we're having a, a, a makeshift team, we can't go out to UCLA, who, quite frankly, you know, up until recently, they hadn't really put any wins on a, a powerhouse quote-unquote team like that. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, you when you talk about our standards here and, you know, playing them a year or two before and just drilling them at home, um, you know, you that's that's what you become accustomed to. Uh, so, JD, you you went from I mean you did it went from high school to college. It's a lot of people overlook how difficult that process is, and actually how stressful the recruiting of of everything goes. You you're doing something now, talking uh, working with kids, being a personal trainer, helping them get to the next level. Talk real fast about what you're doing now, and if if first parents or our kids listening that our collegiate athlete, our high school athletes with dreams of being in in college. Talk about your program and how they can get plugged in with you. Well, uh, mainly I just I use Facebook and Twitter. Uh, a lot of my, my parents are on Facebook. A lot of my uh, kids are on Twitter. Um, got a gym out here in Choctaw. Um, you know, it's it's going really well. Uh, these kids humble me every day. I work with uh, – I actually started training Trey Miller this past year, so I work with everybody from high school, college, and pro. Okay. Um, but mostly, you know, and – I'm sure a lot of the OU fans will know uh, one of my kids, Logan Robertson, who I've been working with for about three years now, uh, recently committed to OU in, I think, about July. Um, so really happy for Logan. I've got two other kids committed, Jordan Brown, who's committed to, uh, to Tulsa, the wide receiver out of Stillwater. Chandler Garrett's one of my quarterbacks out of Mustang. Uh, he's committed to Wyoming. A um, couple other kids that I train that I think uh, are, are on to some big-time offers. I think uh, a kid I, that I train out of Norman North, Corey Tipsword, is very close. Um, so we'll see. And I just, like I said, man, these kids are my life, and uh, this this gym is my life, and, and I, I love what I'm doing every day, man. It, it just, it, it's awesome. It, it's, you know, having the situation that I have with Logan, it just, it's it's taken me back to when I got my offer and and those feelings that I had and you know develop starting to develop relationships with Coach Stoops and all the staff and everything in the team. Uh, it's a it's a fun feeling and uh, I'm just uh, I'm blessed, man. I'm I'm blessed and I'm humbled, like I said, by it every day. Well, talk about Logan for just a minute, if you don't mind, because I mean he's the one that Oklahoma fans are really going to want to key in on because of his commitment to the Sooners. Big guy, athletic guy. Talk about what OU's getting out of this kid who committed out of Hera, right, to be a lineman? Right. Yeah, well, uh, you know, first thing is, is his parents did a great job. Uh, his, his dad, his mother's a teacher out here in Hera. Uh, his dad was his offensive coordinator, offensive line coach growing up. His dad played at UCO defensive line. Um, he's got that, that lineman mentality, man. He's, he's a violent, violent blocker. Um, I think fans – will uh will appreciate me saying that because I, I'm right. definitely familiar familiar with how to block violently. Um that's what you're getting, man. You're getting you're getting an athlete. You know, along with that, you're just getting just a great, great athlete and the kid's size, I mean it's he's like a big grizzly bear. I mean that's the best way I can describe it because he's he's not very he we we've eliminated a lot of the fat that he has on him. Um, his shoulders, his hands, head, just biggest quads you've ever seen on a kid. Um, he's going down there with that mentality that he wants to take some things, and, and he's going to block violently. I have no doubt about that. And, you know, 
my at the end of the day, one thing I learned about Bob Stoops is if you play like that, they'll find a place for you. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're O-line, D-line, wide receiver, DB. You know, if you play like that, they will find a place for you. You know, you and I have sent messages back and forth on Twitter and so forth. And, and before I cut you loose, I, I've got to ask you this question. Um, one of my biggest memories of you as a player is the post-game interview in Lubbock, Texas. I, I, you just got to talk about that for a quick second before we cut you loose. Uh, what a horrible day. Um, <laughs> what a horrible day. Uh, you know, the game obviously ended how it did. Uh, then we went down and, it was it, I, it was the worst feeling I had had after a football game, you know, because I felt like we had gotten robbed. Just it just it was horrible, and I looked so forward to expressing my emotions on on the news and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, this dude just starts yelling out of nowhere. And, uh, then the most embarrassing part is the coaching staff. <laughs> you know, Kel Gundy was the first one to find out, and so I just I heard it from the coaches first uh, on that Monday, nonstop. So it was, yeah. Back then, there was you may remember there was a website called College Humor, and uh-huh. uh, I guess that was like the YouTube before YouTube was whatever, and uh, it had like a hundred thousand hits in a week or something like that, and just you know, so it was awful. Well, Sooner uh, Nation is going to agree with you. You guys got robbed. He, he never, he never crossed the goal line. Uh, I know, I know you feel that way, and, and I know you're not alone in that. Jetty, thanks so much for your time. Real fast, tell um to our listeners, you you mentioned Facebook and Twitter. Uh, give us your Twitter handle so people can look you up and follow you. Because even during the season, you provide a lot of game insight and thoughts uh, as Oklahoma makes its way through. So tell people where they can find you. Yeah, uh, my Twitter is at just underscore JD thirty eight. Um, I'm sure, like you said, you can, you know, we 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 tweet all the time, and um, all the OU games, I try to do some live tweeting there and, and kind of tell what I know and uh, just the situations that I've been through, kind of expand on them. All right, JD, thanks again for your time. Best of luck to you. Appreciate what you're doing there with uh, with our prep athletes, and uh, I know it's it's paying off for you just because you couldn't be more proud of these kids. And, and thanks so much for what you do. No problem. Thank you. All right, see you, buddy. Okay. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.